Hello, Marvelites! You're listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 624. I'm Ryan Panagos, aka Agent M. And I am Angelique Rocher. Ryan Panagos, what a mm. week! What a week! There's a convention going on, which we'll talk about. There's tickets for a big old movie that are available now we're going to talk about. We're a week away from the biggest game of the year. We're going to talk a little oh. bit about that. And there's so much more. And that's right. We're going to be talking about games, comics, books, toys, movies, TV, or whatever you're excited about, including New York Comic Con uh, this week, in which Ryan yes. Nagos will be there. Ooh, yeah, but this week, uh, we have a great interview later on in the show. Who'd you talk to? I got to talk with Cindy Barwick about the Marvel Terra deck and guidebook, which is absolutely gorgeous. But you know what? Don't take my word for it. You can hear the full interview in just a bit. Yes. and But as you mentioned, New York Comic Con is in full swing by the time everybody is starting to listen to this episode. But, you know, with New York Comic Con happening, uh, y'all can expect a ton of news and exciting announcements throughout the day and over the weekend. If you want to keep track yourself, of course, you could stay close to marvel.com slash NYCC, Marvel social channels, get all the updates, the live streams, all that jazz. We'll round it all up for you next week here on the show. So stay tuned for that. Y'all can't see it, but I'm doing jazz hands right now just for Ryan. Yeah. Uh, If you are going to be at the show, come to the Marvel booth. Say hi to me. I've got some This Week of Marvel pins that uh, I'm going to share. There's a lot of pins this year, too. You can go to marvel.com slash NYCC. See the full merch list uh, if you haven't already. But you're going to spend your money there. Maybe you should also be spending your money to get tickets for Marvel Studios The Marvel. Oh, I'm so ready. Oh, Ryan, it's just about a month away. I've been holding it in. Um, I'm very excited. The moment that I knew that I was coming out the week of my birthday, I was like, thank you for this in- this this wonderful birthday gift, Marvel Studios, of putting Marvel Studios, the Marvels, in theaters November 10th. Um, <laughs> you can go get your tickets on Fandango or wherever you get your advanced tickets for your movies. Uh, and then, uh, Ryan, next week is, is one of the biggest releases of a video game ever. ever. Yeah. Marvel Spider-Man 2 releases next Friday, October 20th, only on PlayStation 5. Get excited. Get hyped. We're going to help catch you up on the game next week. We're going to give our feelings. (laughs) So many feelings. So many feelings next week. So many feelings. I can't say anything more. We're going to move on. That's it. We can't say anything more. Uh, Marvel move. Let's move on. Yes, so this week in Marvel Move, we've got uh, (laughs) the final episode of our three-part The Marvel series, the Flurkin Race series. Uh, It's the the big finale where you, as the runner, team up with Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and a very good Flurkin named Mr. Fluffy Pants to save the day, to bring uh, a couple together, to do some cool stuff, to beat the bad guys. And this is this last part that released this week is a virtual race. It's either 5K or 10K. You can run it uh, either ways, whichever you feel comfortable doing. Um, So definitely please do all three episodes of the Marvel's Flirkin' Race. And if they do it before New York Comic Con. even You know what? You could even do the episodes while you're walking around New York Comic Con. 
because it's set the first episode and part of the second set in the convention center at a superhero convention so it feels very like part and parcel with with new york Comic. it's like almost like we planned this um it's very meta i love it I know. Uh, you should come to the Marvel booth at 1 p.m. each day uh, and show that you've done those races. You get a free exclusive pin. See, a lot of pins at New York Comic Con. A free race bib and a race completion certificate signed by the Marvels, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and Monica. Um, it's real cool. Give you all that stuff for free. Just showing that you did it. It's delightful. Um, also this week, we have episode 12 of Thor and Loki, Trials of the Ten Realms. you got trolls, you got deadly birds, you got a quest for the dwarves. It's a lot of fun. And normally, um, throughout the last, you know, two months, we would put out the Thor and Loki 5K training episodes. But we're holding the final week of our 5K trainer until next week. And we're going to release them a little bit differently, spread them out across the week. It's big. It's fun. It's the gigantic, you know, culmination of the epic if you are... Running those uh, episodes, you know who the big bad is. I don't want to spoil it, but it's real. It's real good times. Speaking of dope things that could happen at New York Comic Con, um, star in an official Marvel's Avengers comic to celebrate New York Comic Con. What? Yeah. This is, um, you know, we teamed up with Whatnot, and Whatnot will be giving one fan the opportunity to be immortalized in their very own Marvel's Avengers comic. So the winner of this whole thing gets to be on the cover alongside Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, and more. And then the book itself will get printed, released li- in a limited collectible run with multiple variants. And it's going to have great Marvel uh, artists on it. And then it's it's super cool. You'll be able to enter for your chance to win on the WhatNot app by going to the Marketplace tab, clicking on Drops. You'll see the Marvel WhatNot drop card. Just boom, enter it. It's super duper cool because it's free to enter, but you got to do it before. October 15th, that's Sunday, October 15th at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's that's when you got to enter by in order to win. You get the full rules and more info at marvel.whatnot.com. I may not be at New York Comic Con, but I will be listening to Women of Marvel this week because they are focusing on the one, the only, Emma Frost. That's right. This week, Ellie and Preeti are going to be talking about our favorite ice queen. Yeah. Uh, on the show, it's super cool because they have writer Leah Williams. Love Leah. She's the best. Um, talking to Leah about the Hellfire Gala and whether uh, Emma is a hero or a villain. They talk to fashion expert Dr. Valerie Steele about Emma's clothes and sex positivity and how that broadcasts power. This is all good stuff. And this week we had season two, episode two of Marvel Studios. Loki, of course, that released this week as chaos within the TVA. Timelines are just going to haywire or maybe disappearing. I guess you got to make sure you are watching the show every Thursday only on Disney+. Plus. Um, There's some more Loki coming your way. Well, for those yeah. of you who are in California. Yeah, uh, I love how uh, they do this. So over at um, the Avengers campus at Disney California Adventure Park, um, every once in a while, you'll get some special limited time appearances by Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. So right now, Loki and OB slip into Avengers campus for a limited time. The TVA gets straight into the Avengers campus. Uh, It's really, really cool. We're going to get to see the two of them 
at Avengers Campus. Maybe you run into Loki, accompanied by Aurora Boros or Obi for short. Uh, they're going to have a TVA handbook. They're going to do some field work, working on the timeline. I'm sure, like, I can't wait to see the videos of fans meeting them and interacting with them and, like, throwing questions and, like, just getting those those moments at, uh, at Avengers Campus. All right, so before Ryan goes to New York Comic Con, y'all have fun seeing him. That's great. He's got to tell us what the the new comic picks are for this week, because yeah, <laughs> new comics came out this week. Uh, first pick I wanted was Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-five, which is the big culmination of uh, the Craven the Hunter arc with Queen Goblin and Norman Osborn, uh, written by Zeb Wells, art by Patrick Gleason, and there's. You know, we, we talked about feeling the feelings. There's a lot of feelings in here. And I feel it's a great timing because you've got a Spider-Man who is sort of like in this black costume in this comic. And he's um, uh, he's affected and he's fighting Craven. So, you know, all the stuff that we've been talking about for Marvel Spider-Man 2. Woof, woof. Um, yeah, there's I there's so much I want to talk about with this this book, but it is big patrick gleason's art is so emotive and dark and moody and cool and scary at times but that big superhero punch up and then there's this splash page of spidey back to like feeling that feel of like gotta be a superhero pulling the mask on with the the sunlight behind him it is that's like put that on a dang poster Oof, looks good uh, all right, moving on. Second pick, Avengers number six, which is part four of City Killers, where um, this is this is the big one where the Avengers have turned it around uh, and they're going after the Ashen Combine, these horrible, horrible villains, uh, written by Jed Bakay, art by Yvonne Fiorelli. And um, this one, they get a new headquarters in this. They uh, have just like incredible hero moments. Every single Avenger has these big moments. There's a new Avenger, that, that gets to be part of the, the crew in this. You get Thor calling the lightning down. You get uh, Scarlet Witch basically like <laughs> clapping to the side and like like fighting the fight in a really cool way. It's it's rad. I, this is going to be an excellent, excellent bunch of issues to read all together in collected form. And then seeing where this squad of Avengers goes from here, um, they got a mission. They got things to do. Also, reminder... Kang is just like hovering above it all. Third pick. Now I was torn between Superior Spider-Man Returns, which is fantastic, and Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos. And you went with Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos, correct? We are going with Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos, partially because they're both equally wonderful. But I was reminded by producer Jasmine that we have writer Stephanie Phillips on the show next week so a little tee up get everybody ready because it's it's good it is captain america joining nick fury and the howling commandos in a world war ii battle with art by carlos magno and it's rad it's it's just good world war ii superheroes soldiers banter and nazi punching and werewolves thank you i just you know i have this feeling i don't think you said the name of the i don't know if you said the name of the comic right ryan cap wolf and the howling commandos perfection it is good comic books 
It is real good comic books. Make sure you're checking out um, all of the cool books that are out this week because there are more than that. And all the cool books that are coming out next week over at Marvel.com. Um, and get those on your pull list. Yeah. Also, we should have all that stuff in our show notes as well for you. But that's comic stuff. Let's get into something magical. Coming up, our chat with Sydney Barrick. We'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos. And I'm Angelique Roche. Yo. Yo. So I'm really excited because I got a chance to talk to Cindy Barwick um, about the work, not just with the deck, uh, but about Tara in general and about the guidebook um, and how the guidebook helps you go through each one of the cards, but also talks about how to use the deck. Mm. Uh, So, you know, enough for me. I'm not the expert. Let's hear my conversation with Cindy. I am so excited because I'm here with Cindy Barwick, who basically the mastermind uh, behind, I think, one of the coolest things Marvel has done to date, which is the Marvel Tarot and Guidebook. Um, Hi. Hi, Angelique. How are you today? I am good. I'm actually really excited for folks who... Um, are fans of tarot and who are fans of Marvel. This is like the perfect marriage, uh, bringing all of this amazing iconography into um, one of our favorite spaces. But I kind of want to start and take a step back for folks who have never picked up a tarot deck. Uh, who have only seen it in kind of these mystical moments in movies or, you know, this this one time where someone's just like thrown a card and it's someone's fate. Um, can you just give like a quick breakdown of what a traditional 78 card tarot deck is? Yeah, so tarot is split into major arcana and minor arcana. Um, And the major arcana cards really are um, archetypes. They're archetypes of humankind, spirit, life's moments, while the minor arcana really address how, you know, everyday occurrences. And the minor arcana are split. It's split into four different suits, um, cups, wands, swords and pentacles also called coins um yeah so that that is a fifty thousand foot view of a tarot set so it feels like you're extremely familiar with tarot and you've been doing this for a minute i have (laughs) um so talk to me a little bit about what got you into tarot and why you feel like it's such, I mean, I think it's it, this beautiful art form, but also this amazing way to kind of work through life's decisions and figure things out. But what was it for you that drew you to this practice? Well, I have been on um, a spiritual journey for decades. Um, and I'm trained in a lot of different different modalities different divination techniques, um, 
I'm an interfaith minister. <laughs> oh, I went to a shaman school to, you know, train to be, you know, in, in shamanic techniques. Um, and that's really what, you know, lit the fire for me because I think, you know, unless you are hands-on with a particular path or modality, um, until you're hands-on and doing it and seeing seeing results or seeing seeing spirit in motion uh, almost, it's it's hard to grasp. Um, but one of my very first um, one of my very first moments where I thought, okay, there's I know I'm on the right path is the first time I went to uh, a workshop uh, with a gentleman named Michael Harner, who is now deceased. He founded the Foundation for Shamanic Studies, and he had this work weekend workshop to train in general shamanic principles and, you know, took us through a shamanic journey with, um, with rattles and drumming. And um, that's really, you go on a journey to the middle world or the lower world and you, we partnered up with somebody else, somebody we've never met before. And I was able to identify what she did for a living, what her physical ailments were, and the best way to set off on the proper path. And when, I, when she was able to um, say, yes, all of what you told me was correct. It's like, oh, okay, I know I'm doing the right thing now. So um, I trained in feng shui also, and tarot was just, it was a part of that. Fast forward 30 years <laughs> now, um, I use tarot pretty much every day. Um, it's good to set your course in the morning with a single card pull. Uh, use it as a focus card. And um, it's really a great guide on how to not conduct yourself during the day, but how to um, deal with any challenges that you might face during the day. Like, oh, how am I going to handle this? Oh, okay. Yeah, I pulled this card this morning. Hey, I pulled the death card today. Cool. And that's true. <laughs> I did pull the death card today. So, And we'll talk about it because a lot of folks don't understand that not every card is literal. They're, when you go into tarot, it is about interpretation. But I am very curious, you know, for you... What's your Marvel origin story? Like, how did you get into Marvel? Because you have to understand a certain amount about the universe and you have to understand a certain amount about the characters to kind of dig into um, building a tarot deck. Yeah. So um, so I was brought in uh, by, by Rizzoli and Marvel to write the deck after the fabulous Lily McDonald we can't have this conversation without mentioning Lily. She's an amazing artist. Mm -hmm. And the set, in, in case people haven't seen the artwork, um, it is an Art Nouveau style. 
very much Alphonse Mucha. And Lily is just an amazing artist. So everybody got to pick that up to <laughs> take a look at Lily's artwork. But um, I've been in comics truly for, for 30 years. So I always loved Marvel. So when a friend of mine recommended to Rizzoli um, that I should write this, they asked me, I said, of course, of course. And that's what makes the guidebook a lot different than other pop culture um, tarot sets and guidebooks. It is a little bit meatier and it does really blend the character with how the character represents that particular card. And the cards, you know, I love the fact that in the book, there's like these beautiful quotes that represent who the character is that like sets up going into the interpretation of the cards and breaking down why this character was there, why this character really represents what this card represents before it goes into all right, was it upright or was it reversed? How does this really go into your reading? And so for you, what kind of research did you really have to do? Because like, you've been in comics for a while, but this is really in-depth. And, and, and when you talk about you're bringing in some quotes from across the Marvel Universe and across decades, um, I also have to say... Spider-Man and Mary Jane as the lovers. Um, shout out to Lily. It's just beautiful. Um, you know, what kind of research did you really have to do to kind of uh, make sure you felt like you were you were getting this just right? Yeah, a lot of research, actually, especially with the quotes. So I worked, you know, I did um, a very basic outline and then I started filling the outline in. And I, as I said, I wanted to make it I wanted to make this guidebook different than other pop culture tarot guidebooks. So that's where the, the quotes came in. So when I talked to the publishers about doing that, yeah, let's do it. Cool. So I really looked at a lot of different quotes and um, I ran, you know, we ran everything past Marvel, of course, and everybody you know, had their input. So, um, yeah, some quotes we went back and forth with, but that, that took a little while. But I, as you said, Angelique, I wanted to make sure that the quote represented the character and also the spirit of the card as yeah. well. So it, yeah. it took a while. It took a while. So for you, I think you've kind of broken down a little bit about what tarot means for you and how you've integrated that practice into your life. But for folks who are just getting uh, acclimated or, again, who may have just seen some of the tropes, some of the stereotypes, what do you think people and skeptics get wrong about tarot and tarot readings? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I think people go, oh, my God, it's tarot. I'm scared. No don't be scared. Secondly is, oh my God, tarot's so complicated. No, not really. I mean, it has rules, um, rules, or I should say guidelines, guidelines of what each of the cards represent, you know, whether it's major or minor, but each card is subject to interpretation. And that's really the spirit of tarot because 
again, it acts as a guidepost. Each card acts as, you know, your hand-in-hand -hand guide to that day or just advice. It's like almost talking to yourself, but really it's tapping into your inner self, but like just the one spirit also, um, like the universal spirit. So I do think everybody's connected. Um, so, uh, you know, there, there's that too. So yeah, you can be reading for yourself or you can be reading for somebody else, but there's always going to be that moment where you go, oh yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see how this affects me or I can see how this affects somebody else too. So I, I'm really curious because, um, in looking at the book, I'm starting to get this beautiful preview of the minor arcana and just look it's squirrel girl has a card um how did you go about deciding what characters to use because of course you've got the major arcana which you know i see you moon knight you know galactus loki you got some really hard hitters but you know the marvel universe is pretty large and so you know, when we get into the minor, I start seeing a little bit of Jane Foster's helmet. We've got a couple different wands in here, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Like, what were the decisions kind of looking at what characters were going to be the perfect fit? I think everybody had their own ideas. Some, some were more obvious than others, like Doctor Strange, the magician. Yeah, there, there was no debate on that. Same thing with Deadpool, the fool. No debate. Fair. You know, there, <laughs> it, it, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of those instances. Other instances, we, we actually created a grid. I should say, Ellie Johnson, um, the associate or assistant editor, um, at Rizzoli. She created a grid for everybody, and you know, that's how we plotted everything out. And, you know, once we did, everybody had input. I, I did, uh, Jess and Lily did, Ellie did. Um, and of course the, the folks at Marvel. So we all worked as this amazing team. And so I, you know, it wasn't, I can't take the credit or the blame. <laughs> there was any. Uh, for any characters or symbology, it really was a group effort. And um, yeah, and some, you know, some cards were easier to write than others. Um, you know, for me, when I was writing the suit of swords, it was painful because you, you, you're a tarot user and anybody who uses tarot knows that the sword suit is pretty depressing. <laughs> it's pretty, you know, it's sharp, you know, it's pointy. That's what it is. It's, it cuts and it's painful. So, um, yeah, it, it, that, that was tough. That, yeah. that was probably the toughest suit that I wrote. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I love that you painstakingly uh, went through and made sure it was 
amazing. Also, never going to be upset when um, the star is Monica Rambeau ever in life. Um, so, so I'm curious. I got to know. Somebody gets this deck. It's in this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful packaging. Um, it and it's it's just absolutely gorgeous and detailed. Uh, again, I want to say it's a 78 card tarot deck. Um, it comes with this gorgeous guidebook. It's got so many characters in it. There's a decorative gift box. They pull it out of the gift box. They do their shuffle. They mix it around. They ask their question. What do they do next? So this is what I do. So, you know, instead of just, you know, ripping open the cellophane and opening the box, you know, you really have to sit in a quiet place, center yourself and go and go through the entire sort of inner inner chakra journey. But what I like to do is wake up the cards. You need to knock on the cards a few times. Um, I put it to my forehead and to my heart and, you know, to my abdomen. And that's when you can start, you know, and then you can shuffle, you know, you divide everything, mix them up again, and then just sit, <laughs> just sit, you know, don't be in a rush. Um, spread them out in front of you. And then what I do, I hold my hands above the cards and just go back and forth. And for first time users or maybe novices, you know, if you feel like tingling in your fingertips or heat in your palms, it's really not your imagination. Something's calling to you and don't ignore it. <laughs> so pull that card. And if it's a one card pull, awesome. If it's not, if you're using one of the spreads in the book, um, you know, do that and be really thoughtful um, when you're doing it. Prior to that, um, I skipped a step. You really have to focus in on the issue at hand or the question um, and really, really concentrate and be thoughtful about it. Uh, and that's when, you know, that's when you do the poll. I love it. I love it. This is amazing. Um, well, I am so excited for folks to pick up this book and pick up this deck, open it up. I, I'm encouraging everybody when they when they get it, take pictures, tag us, um, let us know what your favorite cards are. I mean, do you have a favorite card? I do. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it really is the death card. I, it really is the death wow. card, you know, and, and that's what I pulled today. So, which is pretty cool. And it's Jean Grey Phoenix. And I think when people look at the death card, they go, oh my God, the death card, I'm doomed. And it's not that at all. It's really about transformation and change. So if you pull the death card as a single card, as part of your spread, whatever you're doing, that's what it is. Change is a coming. And guess what? Change is coming whether you want it to or not. <laughs> so this is giving you a heads up. Hi. You're going to heads up. I'm here. Yeah. And it's coming. So like get on board with it and be a part of it. <laughs> oh, 
or don't. And if you decide not to, it's going to hurt. So like, just go, go along with it and see what you can do to move along with it. Just, just flow with it. But death card is always really exciting. Well, for those who are picking this up, um, you can go into this amazing guidebook. There's an introduction. There's an understanding the deck, the suits. It does break down care and preparing for readings um, and a little bit of uh, some of the breakdowns of the different pulls that you can do um, here as well. And so because I know it breaks down at least the one card, the three card, the five card. And the six card pool uh, in the book. So, you know, I encourage everybody to go pick this up. This is absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for being on This Week in Marvel. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I hope everybody loves the tarot set. That was Cindy Barwick. The Marvel Tarot Deck and Guidebook are available now wherever books are sold. They are gorgeous. Um, well, I think it's that time again, Ryan Panagos. Mm -hmm. It is time for Community, a.k.a. This Weekend Messages, Messages. Now, uh, I mentioned our guest next week is going to be Stephanie Phillips coming on to chat about Cap Wolf, uh, which is going to be very good. But right now, we're going to be coming out of New York Comic Con. So I thought a fun thing for us, for for y'all listening, um, will be... Uh, the question of the week could be, what Marvel Comics news coming out of New York Comic Con are you most hyped for? Oh, I'm excited. Uh, make sure you're checking out everything that's coming out of New York Comic Con, either on Marvel.com or all of the social media channels um, at Marvel. And then tweet your answers using hashtag This Week in Marvel. Email them to twinpodcast at Marvel.com or send a message to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash This Week in Marvel. And please make sure you tell us if it is okay to read Twim on the show. Mm-hmm. All right, like you did this week, because last week's question of the week, which y'all answered was, which Marvel character would you like to receive a tarot reading from? Oh. So uh, first up was Overlord of underscore evil, who said, first choice, Agatha Harkness, runner-up, ah. Scarlet Witch. <laughs> solid, solid choices. Cardona Cecile, at Cardona Cecile, Loki, I would like to receive a tarot reading from Loki. With his power, he could see inside my mind as clear as day. His tarot reading would be so interesting, intense, insane, deeply touching, maybe funny. Mm. Smiley face. Wow. All right. There was a bunch of Loki, of course, in there. I think the time is right. Uh, WWE Stacy Strong NXT at SJB479 said simply Spider-Man, but... They also used an animated GIF of Spider-Man laying saucily on the train tracks from the 60s animated series. As soon as I say it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. One of the greatest GIFs of all time. So A plus right there. Uh, Christy at Eurydice's said, Gambit from that time in X-Men number 164 when he lost his sight and could read his cards like tarot cards. I would be very interested in sitting in front of a pensive brooding Gambit for a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Mm, uh, Just a few minutes. Yeah. Shout out to Forte Forte at Forte underscore Forte, who also said Gambit. Uh, Yeah, because he's that dude. All right. So emails uh, from wonderful listener 
Heather and the fam. Hey, Heather and fam. Uh, as an aside, the Marvel-loving witch is so stoked someone is making Marvel tarot cards. The Oracle cards are good. I use them weekday mornings to do a daily card pull. Yep. But to have a full major and minor arcana deck is next level. The swords as Wolverine's claws. I mean, perfect. Now I have to play Midnight Suns for a third time and recollect all those tarot cards to compare which major arcana matches with the deck and the game, and what a deck to introduce the institution of reading these archetypes to new and young witches. Chef's kiss. Yours in Marvel and Magic, Heather, Fiona, and Nolan. I love, I love it. The best. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to give a shout out to Caleb uh, Sincromani, who says they're the biggest fan of the show. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, Caleb's a big fan of Avengers and Spider-Man. Thank you for listening. Now read some comics, Caleb. Read some comics. Uh, but in the meantime, Ryan, I think we've run out of track. We did. This episode of This Week in Marvel is produced by Jasmine Estrada, Isabel Robertson, Ryan Panagos, and Angelique Rochet. Our senior manager audio production development is Brad Barton. Emily Godfrey is our production manager. Special thanks to Flurkins. That's my Flurkin sound. <laughs> yes. Well done. Well done. Thanks. I'm Ryan. I'm Angelique. And this is Marvel. Your universe.